Welcome to the Wealthy Wednesday Show. I am your host, Lucy McMonagle. Women are recreating the rules for business, leadership, money, and they are changing the world in the process. Each week, join me for empowering messages and interviews that will inspire, motivate, and transform you. Giving a special shout out to Gordon Weary for creating the custom music that you are listening to now. Now, let's get started. Hey, 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 this is Lucy McMonagle, and I'm so excited you are joining us today because I have an incredible guest who is not only an inspiration to me, but is an inspiration to thousands of individuals with his first book, which is Hitchhiker's Guide to the Soul. And Robert Clancy is also an entrepreneur. He's an inspirational speaker. He's an ordained minister, a published author from the heart of upstate New York. He's the co-founder and managing partner of Spiral Design Studio, one of the largest full-service graphic design and web development firms in the Northeast. So Robert published the very first book, which was Hitchhiker's Guide to the Soul. And it was so empowering and inspiring. It became a huge hit. Now he has an upcoming book that he's going to tell you about that's going to give you the secrets. Welcome to the show, Robert. Well, thanks for having me. It's, it's truly an honor to be here. Robert, you have this upcoming book and it's Soul Ciphers. Could you tell us a little bit about this book and what is the goal of it? Yeah, I, you know, my first book came out, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Soul, and I had so many people read the stories, and I had them, you know, afterwards I had this epiphany when, when I had so many people come up and say, you know, I read your story of how you how transcended forgiveness or how you did this. How do I do that? And then I thought, wow, they didn't make the leap. So the new book, Soul Ciphers, Decoding a Life of Hope and Happiness, has little decodes at the end of each of these inspirational stories with a lot of insights. And there's simple practices you can bring into your daily life. So, for instance, um, one on happiness might include a decode that says, do you smile when you're alone? And how many people don't do that? How, you know, do you do that? And when you bring it to your conscious, because I had so many people ask me, you know, you seem very happy. How do you do that? How do you achieve that? You know, you must not have the same problems I do. I said, oh, I think we all have the same problems. It's how I'm approaching it. And I have these little routines that I do. And that's really important is when you have a routine for when life gives you a hiccup or it gives you a, a road bump. It's really important so that you are able to really start bringing that together and bring yourself back to happiness, bring yourself back to love. Can you tell us about some of your favorite little routines that you've discovered that's very powerful in your life? Yeah, one is I, I try to go to bed. Um, and when I lay there, I do these mini meditations and I just kind of center myself. I think about the day. I think about all the beautiful things. And then I go to sleep. And I, I have almost like I've opened up this little meditation. And before my feet hit the ground in the morning, I try to think of something inspirational. And those I started posting on my Facebook page in 2012. And I've written 60,000 words. I sort of challenged myself to write one inspirational thing every day. And all these beautiful words came out. And I've just been posting them. And actually, a lot of the books are based on 
on those um, quotes that were developed or the inspirational thoughts. So that's kind of the, the big centering for me. And the other is each day I try to take in a small moment, some little slice that most people miss. It might be just how a child is smiling or two people are holding hands or the, the petals on a flower or something, but I try to just take in the beauty of life. And those small moments are so crucial for us to really take notice so that we can live in the moment. Absolutely. And it's what life is all about. And I realized when I, I was used to rush around, I'm a type AAA personality. I'm not type A, I'm type AAA. <laughs> I got two black belts, um, two master black belts, two fourth degrees in two different martial arts at the same time. That's how AAA personality I am. God, and I realized, <laughs> I realized one day I was um, rushing through life and it was when I was driving my wife down to Long Island and to visit her family. And I'm always like, come on, get through this throughway stop and let's move. And I had mm -hmm. this incredible moment in between the throughway doors. I, I didn't initially hold the doors for this woman with arm canes who was coming at me. I stopped mid sentence with my wife, went back and held the doors and the, the woman had this kind of funny look on her face, like, why didn't you hold the door, you know, when you were coming through? And instead of saying any, anything like that, she complimented me. She didn't thank me. She complimented me. And she said, you know, that's a great shirt. And I love that show. And I had a Seinfeld shirt on. And, she, and we just had this little moment in between the doors. And I slumped into the bench in the stop. And I thought, why am I rushing around? What is the point of saving these two minutes when I'm going to miss all these things? It's like running through life as if you're going through a museum with your eyes closed. So I decided at that point, you know, that was like one of those transformational moments. And I call them um, in my first book, these are your, you know, people, these kindred spirits that you meet on your path. And you may only encounter them for just a moment, but they change your life in some way or steer you back onto your path. Almost like we have guideposts in little moments. And if we're rushing through life, we'll actually miss them. Like that, that two minutes changed your life. Yeah. And if you've missed some of these guideposts, they come back in a more serious way to guide you back onto your path. <laughs> so that's something to be aware of. Um, but think of it like uh, you, you're setting your GPS in your car. And even if you take a wrong turn, you get steered back to that path. And it may take you a little longer, but you're always going to end up where you're supposed to be in the long run anyway. So allow it to guide, but you still need to drive the car. You can't just sit idle. So if you were going through something in your life and saying, oh, well, the Lord will provide. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to wait and the checks or a wheelbarrow money is going to show up in the driveway. Well, you have to set your GPS for that kind of success. And then you need to get out and do something. You have to go out and manifest it. You have to put one foot in front of the other. You can't get to the top of the mountain by looking at it. You've got to climb it. And yeah, it might be, might be a hard journey, but the views at the top are spectacular. So it's worth it. And, you know, you have that spiritual moment at the top of that when you have achieved those things. And that's really the key to life and moving forward. Oh, absolutely. In, in your book, Soul Ciphers, you talk about this reverse climbs. Can you explain a little bit on how that translates to the mountain? 
<laughs> yes, because in the sense of climbing, and most people, I've actually asked many climbers, do they know what a, a reverse climb is? And they kind of look puzzled at me. And I, I discovered it when I went to the Grand Canyon. And I didn't really pack enough things. And I took, of course, Bright Angel Trail. I mean, that sounded good. Um, that's probably one of the hardest trails on, you know, to climb down. And, and when you're going down, you're going into a desert. So you're slowly dehydrating. And I certainly didn't pack enough things, and I was very foolish. And I saw these people coming out of the trailhead who were ashen-colored, who were hunched over, holding their – their hands were literally on their thighs, picking up their legs and moving them forward. And I foolishly thought, are these people out of shape? Seriously. And I went down in the canyon. I was in about three hours, maybe a little, little more than that. And I came upon a sign that said – Warning, if you choose to pass this sign and you do not have four liters of water on your person, we will not be able to rescue you or recover your body for some time. The U.S. Park and Rec Service. And then somebody else scrolled underneath it, have a nice day with a smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a half a bottle a liter. I mean, I, a half a liter of water in the bottle at, at that time. And I decided to pass this sign and I kept going. I went about another 45 minutes. And the people weren't looking any better who were coming out of the canyon. And I remember seeing the little tiny Lego house at the bottom where all the ants were marching in and coming out. And it wasn't getting any closer. And I realized that wasn't a gift shop. That's where you get your water for your return trip. And I encountered a park ranger who said he lost people on the trail. And I initially thought, how can you lose anybody? It's pretty much straight down and straight out. And then I realized um, after this next 45 minutes... He was talking about they die on the trail from exposure because you oh. slowly dehydrate and you collapse and there's really no way to get you out of there. Oh my. And so I decided to turn around and seven to eight hours later, I reached the trailhead again because the reverse climb is the climb starts when you make the turn. <laughs> Going down is easy. And while I laid there that night in my bed and my thighs were burning, I could barely walk. Um, I thought about all the people who lost their lives on the trail, who didn't ask for help, who didn't say I was stupid. I should have asked, you know, I, I should have brought more water. Or maybe if they asked for help or maybe somebody that passed them and said, hey, you're not looking that good. You know, do you need some water? Do you need some help? And I've been on other hikes where that's happened. People have stopped and asked. And it's an amazing thing when you see that. Mm -hmm. The the beauty of somebody else extending a helping hand at their own expense to help you. And that's when I realized people, you know, you do this in life. You can take this down, you know, it's easy to go in the weeds. It's easy to drive your life right into the, right into the crap, right into the ground and to the nothingness. Yes. But you can also get back and yeah, it's not going to be an easy journey, but you can get to the top. The, the thing that you need to do is make the turn. That's when, the, that's when the climb starts. But that's also where the light is at the end of that climb. And so there were many great things that I learned on that. And, and one of the funniest things, um, when I was, uh, got back to the hotel, I remember walking past the uh, reception desk and, and the woman there smiling ear to ear. And she said, were you climbing today in the Grand Canyon? And I said, you think? Because I'm still hunched over and I'm carrying my <laughs> legs. And she said, well, what trail did you go on? And I said, Bright Angel Trail. And she said, oh, a lot of people don't make it to the bottom of that one. She goes, you know what the nickname for that trail is? Satan Staircase. 
<laughs> and I said, I know, because I just went to hell and back. <laughs> um, so that's the, really the key is, is understanding that uh, you can make the turn. And, and I've been at rock bottom in my life, so I, I know what's there. And there are two things, the bottom and the way out. You need oh. to look up to see the way out. That's you true. Need to look up. That's how you do it. And that's when the climb starts. And it took me five years to sort of get back to my original path that I had deviated from. What was your decision or your turning pointer when you hit that rock bottom? Or if somebody who's listening to this is going to that rock bottom or right at that rock bottom, is there anything that you did that might help somebody else? Was it a decision? Was it something? Yeah. Um, luckily, somebody recognized that I was struggling. And probably if you're mm -hmm. struggling, there are people that have probably said things to you. You need to listen to them. And this one woman in the restaurant I worked at, um, you know, pulled me aside and said, I know what you're doing to yourself and you need to stop or you're going to kill yourself. And she was right. And she said, put your hand out. And she rummaged through her purse and she put a little booklet in my hand that said how to meditate. And so I went home and I did that. And I was three hours in the meditation and I asked for a sign. And that's when um, at age 19 that that um, divine experience happened. And I, I'm a logical person. I am a science person. <laughs> I do not take things literally. There's has to be some science or logic. I got 100 on a logic exam. But I did have an experience that um, defies those principles in my life. So now you know... I have both halves. I'm like Spock because I have <laughs> the logic side and the human side and, and uh, they don't always line up. And I, I, I have to live with um, that fact of knowing that. Yes, I completely understand. And before I had my experiences, um, not precisely like your experiences, I, I had to choose okay, I'm, I'm logical, I'm scientific, but I keep, there's certain things that I just, you just can't prove or disprove. There's experiences that awaken you and bring you back on your path to help you. Yes, and it's really um, being aware of those and being sensitive to that, that there is somebody who cares and there are, there's so many people around you. I, you know, your circle of friends, your family, and I look at life circles and all the beautiful circles that we are within, including this, the universe, which is mm -hmm. just the biggest of the circles. And yes. of, of all of those, anytime that you ask for help, it's there. There is help out there. And there is a chance to make that turn. And even smiling is, you know, just changing your perspective. And I know that there are things that happen within the brain that release certain endorphins or chemicals that change your perspective when you smile. And when you can do that, even if it's not a real smile, I heard from my good friend, uh, Swami um, Tirtha, who is, you know, um, a monk, <laughs> you know, ordained from, from India. He was actually, and was, was given this and he's, he has uh, herbs and different science methods. And he was, mm -hmm. we were having a conversation about that the other day. And, yeah, I, I know that there's things that happen when you smile. It's the greatest tool you carry with you every day. That is so true. Is definitely having a smile. And even if you're alone, as you mentioned earlier, <laughs> do you smile when you're alone? 
Yes. And I smile when I'm alone because I realize I never am. (laughs) (laughs) That's so incredibly true. And could you tell us a little bit more about your soul ciphers? And you refer to that some decoders. Can you tell us about some of the decoders and how can individuals know about when this book is going to be out and how can they get their hands on it? <laughs> well, I, I have it already done. It's um, in production. The print book is in layout right now, but the Kindle book is done. However, it won't be released till October 3rd. I have uh, uh, a pre-order page that's going up. It's actually live right now. You can get some information on the book and then the link to actually pre-order will be live in the next probably 24 to 48 hours. But it's... Uh, it's at soulciphers.com, and uh, that's C-Y-P-H-E-R-S, ciphers, with the word soul in front. So you can go there. And there's a beautiful video that really describes you know, the book and what's, what's entailed in it. I am so excited to have people read this um, just because I know it will heal. It will heal you and make you a better person and to understand, and you'll be able to put these things into practice in your own life and um, make a difference out there. A lot of it centers around volunteering. And in volunteering, I mean the broad sense of volunteering. Just sharing your smile is the, is the easiest form of volunteerism if you have no time to actually roll up your sleeves and, and do work at a soup kitchen or something. You can certainly share your smile. And the first person you need to volunteer it for is yourself. I love that. And so that's soul, S-O-U-L, Ciphers, C-Y-P-H-E-R-S, soulciphers.com. And that's going to give you the information about the book. It's going to give you the link to get your Kindle book set up. And then it comes out on October 3rd, 2017, for those who are listening to this long after um, that date. Yes, and uh, it will be available worldwide, and um, it, I can't wait for this to be published. So it's been three years of work, and uh, it's it's at the final stretch. I see it. I actually have it now in my hands, so I'm excited. I'm really excited too. I mean, your your first book was very inspirational. This book, I, I I'm already thinking of me number one. Get a copy as soon as it's out, and then I'm thinking about all these other individuals that could really, we could have like a little book study club. It's like, oh, did you read uh, page blah, blah, blah? <laughs> so I'm, I'm already, I'm just putting it out there. I'm not yeah, sure if And what's going to be uh, great is I'm going to have a special on the actual launch date for the Kindle. So it'll be very inexpensive. It'll be like 49 cents for 72 hours on the launch date. So it's going to be, I just want people to get this in their hands as quickly as possible when it launches. Oh. And have awesome. no reservations. I mean, everybody can put save two quarters. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's true. That's true. And even if you don't have a Kindle, if you've got a smartphone, if you've got a tablet, if you've got a computer, it's compatible because right. they have an app for that. <laughs> yes, they do have an app for that. <laughs> yes, they do. And I have um, an app for your soul. <laughs> you do? And that might be your next book, an app for your soul. Yes. I love that. <laughs> Oh, wow. Robert, this has been phenomenal. You are such an inspiration to me and to so many other individuals. I want to thank you 
for shining your light, for bringing your presence into the world and putting it on print because I truly believe that books save lives. And I'm sure your book and your books will save many lives. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. It was a pleasure to speak with you and have this amazing conversation. So, um, you know, just keep the light shining. That's what I do. <laughs> and I know you are too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I want to thank my audience too for listening to this special episode with Robert Clancy. I am so grateful that we are getting incredible speakers. We're getting incredible entrepreneurs onto the Wealthy Wednesday show. And this is for you so that you can have a better life, a better business, and you can have more wholeness. So thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And until next time, abundant blessings. Thank you for listening to the Wealthy Wednesday show. This is your host, Lucy McMonagle. I am the mystic wealth creator, a mentor for conscious women entrepreneurs, helping them create more freedom in their business through conscious wealth creation. I would love to extend to you a free gift. And all you need to do is go to my website at lucymcmonocle.com. That's L-U-C-I-M-C-M-O-N. A-G-L-E dot com to get your free gift. So until next time, abundant blessings.